Welcome to The Storeroom, a North VCA podcast. The Storeroom is a place where we keep everything that influences our ideas. And this season, we discuss across a bewilderingly wide variety of topics the impact that brand stories have on our lives. Welcome to The Storeroom. Let's go inside and see what we can find. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, wherever you are in the world. I assume we have an international audience. Um, welcome back to the storeroom. So Muti is an illustration studio based in Cape Town with an international footprint. And today we'll be speaking to our fellow creative pursuitist, Brad Hodgkiss of Muti, about how things get done in his business, their processes, culture, and reveal a bit more from behind the curtain of, of great creative studios. And we certainly count you as one of those, Brad. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Great to be here. Nice, nice little afternoon conversation. We always start off with this. Um, how did you get to be sitting where you are right now? Like, you know, not in a, in a kind of existential yeah. sense, but, you know, yeah. But what's, what's your backstory? How did you get to, how did you get to this Where point? are you sitting? And how did you, how did you end up there? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Gab. It's a bit of a different one. You know, sport, wanting to do sports science and biokinetics at Stellenbosch. And then... I think you start really realizing that the end goal of what you want, like your day-to-day -day job, isn't actually what you thought it's going to be. You know, I saw the biokineticists and what they were doing. I was like, okay, that looks cool, but I don't think that's for me full-time. So the other major was business management. And look, this is Afrikaans now. I'm doing financial management in Afrikaans. But the one thing I did love about that business management side was marketing. Okay, so here I'm taking another step to the side, step to the side, get into marketing and do my honors in marketing. And then I realized, well, I'm not sure about this, but maybe I could, you know, go to red and yellow and get into advertising because that looks quite fun, you know. Um, I, at that stage, never having done art at school, yeah, um, no art background or anything, but I think, well, I just want to be in a creative industry. So went to red and yellow and then um, found myself in client service in an ad agency, nice small one in Cape Town. Um, and I was loving it. I really was. And I thought that was it. I thought, okay, cool. I'm going to climb this ladder. But life's tough. Life's tough in advertising, guys. I don't know how you do it. But, um, and, you know, and client service, you, you're obviously the middleman in a way. And you can be a creative client service person if you want to. And luckily, the creative teams around me kind of encouraged that um, and, and really were into the way that I'd brief you in a different way or do certain things. So I, I was really enjoying that. Um, I managed to get a, a copy of Freehand from, from one of the other designers. Yeah, so once I, once I got on their side and, um, you know, really found that, uh, you know, spending time in, this, in the design studio um, was probably the highlight of the career um, as far as the advertising side of things. Um, I realized that I didn't want to climb the client service ladder and best to step out now. Um, and one of the things I'd always loved was t-shirts. So now I'm taking another step to the side here. I thought, well, let me do some graphic tees. Let me, let me keep it limited edition. I, I, I like things that no one else have, which is a bit of irony in that because I was about to make things that everybody else would have. Um, <laughs> and, you know, working with other illustrators was the goal for those t-shirts because I couldn't illustrate or I couldn't design. Yeah. And through having a bit of time on my hands in the beginning and having a uh, copy of freehand 
and having a, a girlfriend and who's my wife now, who's a creative and could teach me a couple of things. That was really my school. That was really where I learned everything was about, you know, six years designing t-shirts, working with other illustrators, creative directing them to a way that, that didn't kind of squash what they were trying to do. And I think yeah. that, that was a, that was a big part of how I got to where I am at this stage, because when you leave client service and you, it's a big thing to start calling yourself an illustrator and then a creative director, but I have no background. You know, I've always won where maybe I believe that you had to study these things to be an expert at them. But I think we all realize that that's not the case nowadays. You can really sure. teach yourself a bunch of things and, and, and get to places you never thought. So after, after working in, in, on the t-shirts, I thought maybe let's, let's go into commercial illustration and, and um, bug some friends to be part of their studio. And that's how uh, I landed up here. I owned one of those t-shirts, uh, remember distinctly, it was when I worked at Fox P2. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, also, I'm also obsessed with t-shirts. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that was fun, fun times. Um, so, uh, you know, Muti, how did that come about? I know you, you've touched on it now, Brad, with, yeah. with obviously illustration, a massive part of your of your burgeoning t-shirt empire and then yep. it shifted focus over to, to illustration how did it happen well prior to muti i was uh, partly in a studio called radio and um radio was with the one of the illustrators that i'd worked with on the t-shirts at mingo lamberti and i thought okay cool there was an opportunity and that was my step into commercial illustration um, and then after two years at radio, decided to team up with the Muti guys. So Clinton Monet had started Muti two years prior to, to me joining. Yeah. So basically radio and Muti had started at the same time, but we had a no. Um, Clint was actually a friend of mine from university and he studied graphic design at Stellenbosch. We were in the same race together. So we'd always kind of kept in touch. And then- He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Gravitating towards Muti and, and the people that work there, or Clinton Monet, kind of moved over there. Um, and yeah, Muti was actually Clint's T-shirt or clothing label that he had done with his brother. And Monet convinced him to take the name into the studio because he wasn't going to carry on making clothing or T-shirts, you know. So um, that's how we got together. And then, you know, Muti is a name. I guess it was, it was traditional, or I don't mean it was local. And it was different. It was never going to be the fact that it would be um, you know, like unique overseas. I think they were just doing something that was sounded good, you know, and uh, had a bit of yeah. local relevance. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful name. And I mean, for the, those of you who are listening who don't know, Muti is the is is a very traditional South African almost slang word for for medicine or, or for traditional yeah. healing, and that. Yeah. So it's a yeah, it's got a, it's got a really it's got a, a lot of a lot of a lot of a backstory to it initially. So I'm sure they find it fascinating overseas. Mike? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got a couple of questions. I mean, I, I think the, the one that's sort of maybe, um, it sounds like you've, you've always had a, um, a sort of entrepreneurial spirit about you. Or like a, <laughs> is, that, is that from, where does that come from? I mean, you were, you were the head boy at, at high school, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I don't think that feeds into an entrepreneurial spirit necessarily. 
But thanks for bringing well, it up. But I was <laughs> <laughs> looking for an excuse to drop that. There's obviously a leadership sort of, uh, you know, it's just kind of inside of you, which then, in my opinion, you know, leads to 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 sure. an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think is that just is that just part of your DNA, and where does that where does that come from? I think it I think it was kind of born out of my time in the ad industry, where I saw all these brands doing certain things, and I was like, well, I don't really agree with what you're doing or the decisions you're making. And I thought, well, one day, I actually just wanted to have my own brand. Um, and at that stage, I didn't know what it was. Um, you know, I put the t-shirts and the brand, the love of having a brand and and directing it, and and really having total control over it together. And that's how I really got into being an entrepreneur. And then I think once you start, it's hard to go back. You know, once you start your own business and believe that you can do it, then it's really hard to step back into a corporate environment where somebody's telling you what to do. Um, yeah. And also running a business. It's really hard to run your own business as well. Sorry to cut across. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you do if you do start seeing the benefits of running your own business and you and and you can even if it's even if it's tough man i guess it's still better in a way um or i find it more rewarding okay absolutely. when you when you started brad was just the was it just the three of you it was absolutely yeah and um you know we, luckily we all had uh, different styles of illustration and, and you know that kind of feeds into how Mooty set up as a studio um, with the, the variation of styles um, and not wanting to be a studio where we all cookie cutter. If a new person comes in, they've got to fit into our style and that's how it works, you know. We really are there to get people in that kind of go on their own journey when they get there because, I mean, we think about sitting there ourselves. We still illustrate every day. Imagine me having to illustrate in somebody else's style every day. I mean, it'd be the worst thing. I wouldn't want to work there. Um, and uh, I mean, we wouldn't keep people for very long. So if they can go on their journey with us, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you find that might be true in some uh, creative industries where, you know, creatives are expected to fit into a certain mold and, and work within a certain way and, and that they don't find it as fulfilling? Yeah. I mean, you've got to think about somebody's personal journey, even though um, they're working for you. And I can imagine in any, any industry, or let's say a creative industry, you know, um, as a creative director and as somebody who owns a business, how do you get the best out of that person? Uh, and everyone's also different. You know, some people need a bit more direction. Some people need less direction. So how do you understand people? I mean, it's a people's game, really. So um, to, to get the best out of them. And, and that's, I guess that's half the challenge about um, yeah. working with a lot of people and Firstly, getting them to enjoy themselves and getting the best out of them. Absolutely, and and creatives are 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 a, are a tricky bunch. So it's a, it's it's even more of a challenge, but it's a it's very rewarding getting all those all those personalities and styles together. Absolutely. I guess you've answered my one question. Which would you say you have a house a house style? Because at North we look at our entire sort of um, all of the work we produced, and there's something that connects it together. But it, it we don't have a house style, yes. a specific way of doing things, and. Uh, You've mentioned that you, Clinton Monet, had very different uh, approaches to illustration. Do you think that's reflected in Studio Muti? Um, I don't. I mean, I don't. But people say they see it. They they can spot a, a Muti piece, and and I guess there it could be the 
so there must be a tone, there must be a thread, and whether it's the way it's crafted or the, the ideas or the amount of color or the vibrance, um, I guess there's something. It's hard to, yeah. um, it's hard to see it when you're so close, when you're so close to it, you know. Absolutely. I yeah. know you did the, the poster for Let's Be Frank, um, and I'm just going to shamelessly say mm. that I had a cameo in that <laughs> film about, about Frank Solomon. And, yeah. um, and just that, 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 that style of illustration, what I love what, about what you guys do is there's, there's, a, there's a conceptual layer to it, and I think uh, that's, what, that's what really sets you apart. Uh, could you tell us about your process and how you get to a specific style? Yeah, for sure. I mean, firstly, you know, as when we started off, as I said, there were three of us and, and we each had a different style or a different approach. The encouragement mm -hmm. is that we develop, develop even more styles as we go. So every illustrator has got about two to three styles in there, you know, um, that they can produce at any time. But I mean, the approach to each job and, and how, how we get to our concept, it's quite a personal journey, to be honest. You know, in advertising, in my experience, there's a lot more kind of, let's call them huddles and, and, and thinking, you know, thinking uh, think tanks and stuff together. But it's quite a, it's quite a personal journey um, investigating and, and getting to the bottom of this concept. And so our studio is quite quiet. People are quite, they're going to our studio and they're like, it's so quiet here. Yeah. Well, I'm like, yeah, we're all thinking hard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, we're just thinking But yeah, it, and that's down to everyone's personal approach. Some people will go and take a walk in the park. Uh, other people will go to coffee and, you know, um, there's no set where it's all quite, as I said, like it's part of your, each person's journey, really. I'll stop saying journey. I'm saying it a lot. It's a big journey, guys. Ah, that's the first time I've noticed it, Brad. Don't, you can say journey as much as you want. We might yeah. even, if we, if we had, if we could, if we could, we'd play the song. By For journey. sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so you have international representation. Um, how did that kind of work out? And and obviously you're seeing the benefits. Of yeah. Well, maybe, overseas. sorry, Brad, maybe before you answer that, I think like your international kind of portfolio or list of yeah. like international mm -hmm. clients is yeah. probably, you know, in terms of a South African company working with international clients, I mean, mm -hmm. it must be up there yeah. with, with the top. I mean, you've got, Uber, Google, Uniqlo, uh, Adobe, Forbes, Time. Japan. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just like it's endless. Huffington Post, sure. and you seem to have nailed that um, that sort of international local kind of market. Um, well, yeah, I mean, sorry, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to come and carry on from here because I think I know your question. But um, yeah, there's absolutely there was no strategy behind it because it's so difficult to really crack those things and get those clients. I don't think the goal should be to get those clients. I think the goal is to create the work that gets the clients, you know? Um, and for us in international aid, the international market, we had to go there. We wouldn't survive on the local market as far as pure illustrators are concerned. It's such a small market. And, it, yeah. and at that stage, I mean, are we 10 years old this year? I should know that, but I think, I think we're 11 this year. Um, um, <laughs> Yeah, um, and so long that long ago, you, people would only use illustrators if the photography they couldn't the photography budget was too low. So they're like, well, let's use illustrators because they're cheaper. Yeah. So that's that's certainly changed. Um, and then yeah, so 
when the studio was formed to actually get that agent was it was a big goal and it, it's that is that was very tough because you know how many illustrators that have knocking on their doors first of all and how do you show them something different and the downside to our portfolio is that it's so diverse so you know they normally have one person or a limited studio and a, a studio style but ours was so diverse they're like well i don't know how to market you you're just too diverse but luckily somebody saw the benefit in that in that we've got more to market you know um and then they you know they would obviously bring us work and it's also creative platforms that that we get noticed on and the joy is that every morning you wake up and you check your inbox and you don't know who's going to be in there asking you to work for them and, it, and it's kind of as simple as that you know there could be no one <laughs> or there could be someone yeah, it so. could be a waste management firm or you, know, <laughs> yeah. you don't know no. yeah. are, you, are you the guys exactly. who are um you know in terms of like running building your personal brand running the business answering those emails it sounds like you know you guys are the front line the three of you and that you are fielding that sort of you know all of that uh kind of business stuff yeah as well, well, as, well as doing as well as illustrating at the same time yeah i mean it started that way for sure and when you can't obviously when you you can't hire anybody to do that you have to do it yourself so it's in all your social media your inquiries and you're illustrating and then you 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 get to you hire your first one or two illustrators and then it's creative directing them so it is obviously it's quite a lot in the beginning but maybe in the beginning you're not as busy as you are now you know 10 years later um so we've now we're in a position where we can hire a producer to fill the calls you know and to quote on the business and you know some of our illustrators want to do different things so maybe one of them will do handle the social media side of things as well as illustrate because they want a bit of a balance um to their you know to their daily routine so it has evolved um and i guess it had to because i still think it's so important that we illustrate every day i really do i really from advertising i saw creative directors standing over shoulders and i was like i just don't want to tell people what to do for a living i also want to because the joy is in doing it as well we still get a kick out of it and we also got to show the juniors Absolutely. what to do i mean how to do it sorry like these are the standards um <laughs> Yeah. and you guys not in a nice way you know not we're not going to kick their butts but this is what we're about sure. and so now that we have a producer and people in place we it frees us up to illustrate and direct more i think that's probably the answer to the the question about your sort of diverse but very um easily identifiable style because it feels right. like there's obviously you guys have got a sort of hand in everything that's going out so this does have a layer of you know um finesse or experience behind it so maybe that's the kind of unifying piece oh well, absolutely i mean not you said it's it is quite obvious because clintman and myself create a direct every job so and we and we work on other jobs so that's got to be it we've cracked it guys yes <laughs> yeah, oh, man. there we go yeah and, head boy there we go yes. and what yeah. And what do you look for in a person who, who wants to work at Studio Muti? This question chillingly came from one of our own employees. At <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little. I'm interested in your answer. Let's put it. No, well, I think I mean the way you we interact with all our uh, potential new illustrators is by a portfolio, and I guess that's the first thing. You know, seeing somebody across the room or seeing the portfolio, and so if you if you see the level of craft and and um originality in there then it's 
then it's meeting them. And that's probably the more nerve wracking part of, of hiring somebody is now, are they going to fit into your studio? And I must say, we, we, as far as diverse styles go, we also have diverse people, but it just seems to work in a way because I think there's, there's a, there's a common traits of, of we kind of just nice people. Everyone's nice, you know, and we all kind of get along and we want to do cool work. And they, they, uh, maybe it's lack of egos as well. Um, so it's, um, I'm not, yeah. So I guess that's probably a binding agent um, that yeah. keeps all these diverse people together. You know, we, but, but I mean, it's having said that, everyone comes in a three month trial when they start because there's no ways we can, we can think that we know everybody and they might hate it as well, you know? And so it's an opportunity yeah. for somebody to pull the shoot and get out there. Um, and and give it a go that's really kind of how it starts um but i must say we haven't had anybody leave after the three months trial it's all been quite positive um and and luckily people stick around for a bit yeah um mark actually found an interesting quote the other day saying that uh, culture is what we do when when no one's looking and <laughs> you know that's very important in inside a, a creative studio and I've read interviews with with you guys before. Um, Mike and I read them before we prepared for this. But yeah. uh, the culture the culture aspect seems really important to to Muti. So, what what is what is what is some of the things that you that you do? Yeah, I think you learn. I think you learn what culture you want in a business from the businesses that you've worked in before and how they've done it. So you know, I'd leave and say, if I had a studio, how would I want it to be? Um, so, I think, like I said, it's a lack of egos. Um, and create a nice open environment to work in. Obviously, it's uh, people you want you want to push people in a way, but um, you want to you want them to not feel like they're they're being pushed, but like they lead in the process. So somebody who wants to um, kind of take control of their own career, you know, um, you know, that's a bit on the side. That's not really a cult culture thing, but I think overriding on the culture side is. I think that is Brad. I think that's obviously. Yeah. Part of your culture is, is this idea of a um, kind of independent leadership where you give them the, the space and the freedom and the safety to grow. So yeah. I think that, that's definitely yeah. part of culture. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, also to attract people. So all, all our guys in our team, obviously they are essentially marketing our business. So, you know, if they have a nice environment to work and they're comfortable and they're feeling like they're getting creatively rewarded, um, we also want to have you know, the word out there is that we're a cool place to work, you know, other than the work we do, because if you're doing nice work, it doesn't mean you're a nice place to work, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, think it, I think it's a, uh, it's amazing um, that you've managed to bring in local South African designers, illustrators, and yeah. given, you've given them access to this international kind of portfolio, you know, so that connection, I think, is like so... Um, yeah, so impressive. I don't, I don't know anyone else. And that's, sure. that's why I was referring yeah. to that, that client list that you have. I don't know anyone else who's doing that much, you know, international yeah. work with local talent. Do you yeah. think we, what do you think of the, you obviously think highly <laughs> of it, but uh, yes. I mean, what are your, what are your kind of opinions on, on local design? Yeah, I mean, when we started, obviously there, there were other uh, illustrators around, but we had no idea where these people are going to come from. You know, if we wanted the idea is to build a studio, um, we weren't seeing many port really good portfolios at that stage, but it's quite funny how it happens that, you know, at one university, you'll get a, um, 
lecturer that's really good. And that year, out of that university, will come these epic illustrators. And you're like, how did that happen? And then that'll fade away. Um, but after that, after that, people get caught in animation and they're actually really good illustrators. And people get caught all over the place in different jobs. Meanwhile, they have a huge talent for something that we value. And, and we can obviously see how we could, um, how they could fit into the Muti kind of workflow and how their work, although they may never have worked on an international client before, we can just see how we could work with them um, to create their, get their work to a level that it's um, of international quality. So I think there's an endless um, amount of talent locally. I really do. I mean, we haven't had to ever go and look overseas for an illustrator. Um, yeah. Just think that maybe by having a studio and an illustration studio, uh, sorry, um, uh, illustration in South Africa growing, people start to think that actually is a career. Whereas maybe five, six years ago, it wasn't a career. So, yeah. Amazing. That's, that's super interesting. So um, I know I've been I've been looking through your work a lot, and um, mm. and I, I love that fifty nine parks thing is, is one of the things that, that really stood out for me. But yeah. could you tell us about like you know what you consider your uh, it's impossible to choose <laughs> your best your best your something that you that you yeah. really, you, you were really talked about. Yeah, I mean that it, it's quite weird because we I don't I don't know sure about everyone else in the studio, but I don't often reflect too much on the work that we've done in a way, because we have this desire to um, create, like to push ourselves. So it would be really boring for us if we sat there and replicated the same style every day. So the challenge to ourselves is to do, to create a new style somehow um, for us to keep ourselves interested, first of all. And then obviously it's a way to kind of, if you can put it bluntly, more product out there for clients to have a look at, you know? Um, yes, yes, but, yes. Um, I think there's, there's projects where, where there is a lot of freedom, uh, you know, um, and, and maybe you're working on a set of cards that you've never done, or it's, a, it's the cover of a magazine that, um, you know, is quite prestigious. But I personally, you know, I don't look back too, too much to the best work. It's also too hard to define best work because I think it's just the work you've enjoyed the most. For me, it's... it's it's where you've cracked something. It's where you've, you've kind of pushed through a barrier and gone, oh, I've impressed myself. And it gets harder to impress yourself because, you know, if you're doing something for 10 years. Um, so I guess that's, so you constantly feel like you're doing good work and I might do something tomorrow that I go, I'm really, that was my best work for today. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what the best work of yesterday was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A whole oh, 10 um, years. Yeah, we're talking. We're talking about this in our last chat with um, in our the last podcast we did with the the idea of like the the sort of the tougher the job, the the better the result. So right. Yeah. How how tough do you make it on yourselves? You know, what is your kind of review process like? Sure. Are you tough on your team? Are you constantly pushing? Are you innovating? Are you like what does that look like? It doesn't yeah. seem like it. Just seems like effortless. Obviously, everything that comes out of me, you just right. Never the command. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, point. yeah. Well, just to take one step back on that um, on that subject is that one of the benefits I find is that our portfolio is out there, right? So when clients see us, they go, they're bought into what we do already. They know we can do it. Um, now it's really about what style do they want to work in, and we have a variety of styles, of course. So. 
we encourage them to choose a style and that's already laid the runway for where that job's going to go. Now, the challenge for us is we don't want to do the same thing every day. So how do we keep just evolving that style a little bit each time? That's not going to really scare the client away because it's not completely different, but it's just an evolution. It's evolving your style um, a little bit each time to get to a new place. But the, the benefit is that the client has bought into what you do already. You don't have to sell them on anything. And I think that's why okay. things might seem effortless. Um, internally, amongst ourselves, and I think that's what's unique to us uh, um, as creative directors and what we try and pass on to the studio is that you need to keep pushing. Um, it's a, and that's up to you as a person. Um, and, and I guess that's what we look for in people, you know, is not just to sit there and do the same thing every day. That's, that's not going to work for us, you know. Um, but it, it really does help a lot that, that we've sold the client already on, on what we've got. One other thing I wanted to ask you, Brad, is... Um, yeah. You know, obviously, three creatives running running the business. Um, yeah. You know, every every publication in the world will tell you that's a that, that <laughs> lies madness with the business. Yeah. How do you yeah. how do you guys balance the business side with 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 being creatives or, or being creative? And 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 is it from your business background? Yeah, luckily, um, the part, three of us as partners are, do balance each other out quite well, um, and we all. Yeah. Luckily, we were all able to obviously illustrate, but um, but manage clients as well, and and have a and an, have enough business understanding to know where we should be going. In a way, you know, we keep it quite simple, and I think you have to when you're starting out a business, and generally you should. Yeah. Um, but it just aligned like that, you know. Um, and I think that's why, as business partners, we have stayed together. Um, and built the business to where it is today because it's based on that relationship. Yeah, um, yeah so... Fantastic. But that wasn't planned. Mike and I were running the business side. It wouldn't be <laughs> Yeah. So we yeah. had someone to do that with us, yeah. Uh, the partners. Um, this has been absolutely wonderful, Brad. And, and Mike, unless you have something else that you want to, that you want to ask. Yeah, it's nice to reflect. I mean, you don't often um, sit down and, and think about these things because year after year, you kind of just keep carrying on. So when you can sit, sit, sit back and actually think about why you're here or what you're doing or how you're doing it, and, and for you guys to point out things that like were kind of were obvious from your side, but um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I've enjoyed it. Thanks, Brad. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. We look forward to, to what Muti's going to do in well. the, next, the next 10 years. Absolutely. Jeez, imagine. I mean, with NFTs and artificial intelligence and 3D this, and I mean, it's just going to be crazy. Really, it is. I mean, I can't keep up with it at the moment, but also the programs that are, we're working in and that people will be working in. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The fact that we managed to get through a podcast. Pandemic <laughs> <laughs> and a podcast.